You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is happening? It is your boy, your host, Sosa Kremenges. As always, you guys know the deal by now. I am a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Wanted to remind you guys quickly that you can go catch your NFL news with NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson as they host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's time for us to open up our episode here at the Locked On Rams pod. This is going to be your Wednesday episode. And unfortunately, our guy Brad Motter is not going to be on this one. He is not able to make it. But we're going to make sure to pick up right back, you know, next week. Hopefully he can join me once again because I know you guys do very much enjoy those episodes. Now, it is going to be just me. And we do have some interesting topics like we always do here at the Locked On Rams pod. I want to spend these three segments talking about... Matthew Stafford's first interview with the Los Angeles Rams finally got to open up to the media. It was good to finally hear him talk a little bit. I also wanted to talk about a power ranking over at Football Morning in America. Very interesting in terms of where they have the Rams ranked and why. And then finally, I also wanted to dive in quickly into how Bobby Evans, the new right guard for the Rams, is going to transition into his new role as the starter and kind of look back at how he did last year and try to extrapolate what that may mean for him going forward. Now, we do have to begin with the Matthew Stafford news, and I guess it's not technically news. It's more of like his press conference, just sort of breaking it down. I listened to it. It's 20 minutes long. You guys can go listen to that at therams.com. The things that caught my ear or my eye the most, depending on how you look at it, there were a few quotes. Now, the very first thing, he mentioned that going into this OTA period, like I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, the Rams are now finally in OTAs as a team. He said there's no injuries, nothing from last season is hampering him going throughout these practices. That's obviously good. He had you know, a multitude of injuries last year, specifically his thumb, I think his elbow, maybe his wrist. Like There were a handful of things. So sounds like he's healthy. He said he's healthy. Nothing is bothering him. That is obviously the first most important piece and obviously very good news for a guy who had a lot of things wrong with him last year. Now, the next thing, and this is maybe the most important and intriguing thing, in my opinion, the most interesting topic. He kind of talked about just figuring out what guys can do in terms of his receivers, his skill weapons, his skill position players, and went back to his time in Detroit and talked about you know knowing where certain guys win, knowing what guys do well, and trying to target those guys in the proper situations. And he talked about, obviously, Calvin Johnson, you know, one of the all-time greats at the receiver position, how he sort of had a little bit more leash and a little more leeway to, you know, give Calvin a little bit more opportunities, maybe things like jump balls when he was technically covered, but you can still trust him to go up and get it, where he may not give those kind of opportunities to another receiver, you know, someone like a Ryan Broyles who was running in the slot for him many years ago, or a Danny Amendola or whoever it might be. And he was sort of talking about, Finding those roles and those specific points and, you know, the new weapons for the Rams, specifically mentioning Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and even Deshaun Jackson, and just talking about really 
where those guys win and trying to find those guys in the right situations and putting them in their best positions where, you know, you're going to try to target these guys and utilize them to the best of their ability. Meaning, you know, Cooper Cup, you're probably not going to want to push the ball vertical to him because he's probably not going to create a bunch of 50-yard catches downfield. Whereas Deshaun Jackson, that is probably going to be his role. And then, you know, Cooper Cup, third and seven, third and 10, that's exactly where his role is. And so, you know, Stafford's obviously a true veteran of the game, but he talked about, just trying to figure out what his guys do well and how he can get them into those positions and when he can really utilize them in which certain positions and situations throughout the game. And I thought that was very fascinating and is one of the more intriguing and you know underrated parts of the quarterback position is just knowing who you have around you. You need to be able to put these guys in the best possible position to execute. And not only that, but you as a quarterback need to know you know, it's third down. I need this conversion in the worst way. I'm probably going to be wise to look at the guy that might have the best hands on the team or the guy that might have the best routes on the team, the guy that creates the most separation. And so it was very fascinating to hear Stafford kind of dive into that a little bit because that was something we never really heard all too much before. And it is kind of a nice, you know, breath of fresh air, just hearing more than just, you know, I want to create chemistry. Now he did talk about that as well, creating the chemistry with his new guys and the familiarity with his new weapons, his new center, all that kind of stuff, talking about the, you know, transitions and the rotations at center, taking snaps from, I'm sure, Austin Corbett, probably Brian Allen, maybe a Coleman Shelton, getting the familiarity with those guys. And I understand that that is a legitimate thing too, but it's also just nice to hear that, you know, not every wide receiver is Julio Jones in his prime, meaning, you know, you might not be great at every single aspect at the receiver position, but if you do seven out of 10 things well, Stafford mentioned that, you know, he's going to look for you in those situations, in those seven situations where he can really utilize you a lot more. And so, you know, that was very, very cool to hear. He obviously also talked about, you know, the mental aspect of picking up the new offense, sort of joked about being in the same position as, you know, some of the rookies that are coming in now basically not knowing the offense and really needing to obviously pick it up and understand the scheme and really dive into everything from a fresh and clean slate. So, you know, you can kind of realize just how far behind he is when he talks about all these other guys, the Woodses, the Cups, the Whitworths being in the same offense for, you know, going on five years now. Obviously, those guys know it like the back of their hands. And I'm sure he's going to lean on a lot of those guys to help, you know, teach him the ins and outs of the offense and certain things that, may take him a little bit longer. But at the end of the day, this is a guy who's been in the NFL for 12 years. He obviously knows how to pick up offenses. He mentioned being in four different offenses. I believe it was under even more offensive coordinators. So clearly a guy that does have the past and the experience of having to learn different offenses. And ultimately, he's a guy that I don't view that has many weaknesses. So, you know, Sean McVay really has this playbook that should be empty, that, you know, is a completely clean slate. And whatever he thinks is going to work, whatever he thinks is best to build this offense out and to maximize the strengths of guys like Stafford and the weapons that he has now at his disposal, he needs to do that. I think they should be able to craft some very interesting stuff up. And it's finally good to hear the new quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams talk about finally the first steps of taking over this new role as the starting quarterback for California's team, essentially potentially a new offense, obviously some new weapons. It's going to be very fun to see a big infusion and a difference in this offense compared to the one that we kind of all got used to over the last four or five years. And the offense is probably going to be a big part of the reason why 
The Rams could very well be one of the favorites in the NFC this season. And in the next segment, I want to dive into the power ranking from Football Morning in America and analyze where the Rams landed on their rankings and kind of dive into the reasons why. And while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MVP and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. I'd like to think that my word holds a lot of weight as I have lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half years. And throughout that process, I've been looking for the best protein bar on the market and finally found one called the Built Bar. And they are by far the best that I've found thus far. The taste is absolutely tremendous. They've got a bunch of different flavors and the texture is unlike any other protein bar that I've ever tried in my life. The bars are also healthy. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they even work for you on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the second segment of this Wednesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. We spent the first segment talking about the addition of quarterback Matthew Stafford and his words. He's finally gotten a chance to speak to the media and I have a feeling we're going to hear a lot more from him over the next few months and obviously going into the season. But when you take a step back and just look at the Rams as a whole, they are arguably one of the most talented and deep rosters in the NFL right now. And so, you know, slowly these power rankings are starting to come in and football morning in America has published their power rankings probably a little bit early. I would say, you know, it's still way far away from time to actually play the games. Obviously, there's still training camp and preseason and so much to go. But for now, most of the rosters are essentially sorted, right? You're going to have 99% of your rosters or maybe I'm being hyperbolic, maybe 95% of the roster you're going to go into the season with, you probably have on your team right now. So, you know, it's probably fair to actually just take a look at these teams and see who's the most talented. Still early, like I mentioned, we need to see the gelling, the chemistry, what teams changed from offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, personnel, so many variables. But Football Morning in America, Peter King currently has the Rams ranked as the sixth best team in the NFL. And that is a pretty good ranking in my opinion. Now, what I found fascinating was the fact that he had the Rams below or you know, after the Cleveland Browns who were at fourth. And more importantly and more interestingly, the San Francisco 49ers who he has ranked as the fifth team in the NFL right now that's kind of you know a big leap of faith in my opinion I do think and I have mentioned on this podcast that I do think the 49ers are going to rebound just based off of the health and you know the quarterback upgrade but fifth I mean we're talking about you know a team that is ranked higher than the Baltimore Ravens than the Green Bay Packers the Indianapolis Colts all these really good teams I don't know that they should be fifth but This is not a 49ers podcast. This is a Rams podcast. And I'm going to dive into his reasoning here. He said, Troy Aikman told Sam Farmer of the Los Angeles Times the other day that Matthew Stafford could be the NFL MVP this year on a Rams team with a very good defense and a smart play designer and play caller like Sean McVay. Aikman's right. Someone could waste a lot of time on a doctoral thesis apportioning blame for the Lions' postseason futility in Stafford's 12 Detroit seasons. But the fact is, he was the most important player for the Lions for 12 years, and the team never won a divisional title or a postseason game in his era. At 33, Stafford now has the offensive backing and a stout enough defense to be great in January. 
Sean McVay wants to go back to the 2017-2018 version of his offense with the deep passing game opening everything up. In 2018, the Rams' top three wideouts averaged 14.2, 15.1, and 14.2 yards per catch. When Jared Goff lost his fastball and McVay lost faith in him in 2020, the wideout leaders averaged 10.4, 10.6, and 11.9 per catch. Stafford's going to have every chance to prove Aikman right. And that is a claim that is very, very bold by Troy Aikman, who a lot of Rams fans think he's a Rams hater, which is interesting, but he suggested that Sean McVay could have Matthew Stafford playing at such a tremendous level this season that he could win the MVP award. And that is something that we talked about. I want to say last week it was where I mentioned that Matthew Stafford is currently fifth in the MVP voting odds. So clearly the betters agree. I personally told you guys, I also agree. Stafford, in my opinion, is a tremendous talent. We know that. We've seen a lot of his games over the course of the you know the last decade plus, And we know that he's good. But he's never had an offense as talented from top to bottom as the Rams are right now. In my opinion, never had an offense that's as deep as the Rams are right now. You're talking about guys that are going to be on the bench that could potentially start for some other teams. I mean, your wide receiver four is a second round pick. Your wide receiver five is a second round pick. That is an embarrassment of riches at that spot. You're talking about a defense that was the number one ranked defense last year. Maybe not going to be that again, but maybe they don't need to be because the offense, in my opinion, is going to be a lot better than the 20th ranked offense, which is what they were last year. If the offense can go from 20 to, say, you know, 10 or number 8 or number 12, whatever the case may be, maybe number 6, maybe number 4, if things go very, very well, the defense can obviously have a little bit more of a gap in terms of the potential regression because the offense is going to be significantly better. Therefore, the defense is not going to have to play at that number one level like they needed to last year. And when you combine a top 15 defense potentially with a top with a top maybe 10 offense, maybe top eight, top six offense, you're looking at the makings of a team that is probably going to be a top 10 team, is probably going to be one of the best NFC teams available could be one of the teams that ultimately represent one half of the NFC championship game. And hey, if things go very well, you could be looking at the team that does represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So the sixth overall ranking here for now in the power ranking, in my opinion, I think it's warranted. I think it's legitimate. The Rams got significantly better at the most important spot on the field. They still have a lot of returning talent. Sean McVay is still in the building, and as long as McVay is still there and he has a quarterback that has a lot of talent and ability, I think the Rams are a team to look out for. Ranking them behind the 49ers, who are fifth, I think is a little bit bold for my opinion. Like I mentioned, I do think the 49ers are going to rebound, but fifth, I don't know. That is a little bit too sweet for me. I do think that the NFC West is ultimately going to come down to the Rams and the 49ers, and it does seem like Peter King and a lot of places, honestly, even betting odds are in agreement. That doesn't mean that the Seahawks are going to be terrible, in my opinion, but for example, Peter King does have the Seahawks ranked 12th. That is still essentially a playoff team, a very solid team, and I do think they are going to be within arm's reach of that NFC West title, but if we're talking about the two teams that I think are probably going to be duking it out, you know, throughout weeks 16, 17, 18 for that number one seed in the NFC West and that divisional title. And obviously seeding throughout the playoffs, you're going to want as high or as good of a seed as you can possibly get in the NFC playoff picture. 
I think it's going to be between the Rams and the 49ers. It's obviously fun to see the Rams ranked really high like this, number six overall in the entire NFL. I think it's warranted, and it's going to be very, very fun to watch whether the Rams can live up to these lofty expectations because everyone is expecting them to be one of the best teams in the NFL in 2021. That is going to do it for this segment. In the final segment, we're going to dive into a Bobby Evans breakdown, take a look at some of the numbers from this past season, and try to extrapolate them moving forward. And while we've got you here at the Locked on Rams podcast, make sure to check back every episode this week when we continue our offseason coverage here for the Rams. Baseball season and the NBA playoffs are in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. That's BetOnline.ag. Today on the Locked On Today podcast. The Milwaukee Bucks left nothing to question on Monday night. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this Wednesday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. I'm your host, Sosa Kremenges, and I mentioned what we're going to spend this segment talking about prior to the break, and that is Bobby Evans, the new starting right guard as of right now for the time being for the Los Angeles Rams and their offense. And in my opinion, if there is a weak spot on the offensive line, this has got to be it. Obviously, this is his first time as a starter, so there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of what he's legitimately going to be able to do. But on top of that, I just don't think he has the talent or at least the production in the past to warrant a starting spot without any kind of competition or without the Rams even trying to go out and finding a veteran talent who they could plug and play at that right guard spot and feel very, very good about. You look at the last season in 2020, Bobby Evans did not get a lot of run, obviously. He only started, I think, one game. He had a total of 48 snaps in pass blocking, so not a lot. That is a very, very small sample size to work with, but when you look at the pass blocking grade, it was not pretty. It was a 49.9 according to PFF. That was by far the worst of the offensive linemen on the Rams with Austin Blythe coming in next closest. Now, when you look at some of the other statistics, he allowed one sack, which doesn't seem like much, but on only 48 snaps, it's not great, obviously. You look at the hurries, four hurries allowed last season, two beaten by defender reps, and five total pressures. Again, not great. The pass blocking efficiency numbers for Bobby Evans 93.7. And I know anytime you hear a 90, it sounds like it's probably a good thing. But in this case, it is not because that was by far the worst for the Rams among their offensive linemen last season. The next worst besides that 93.7 was Joseph Nopum with his 96.9. So quite a big gap there. You look at the pressure percentage, aka how many pressures he allowed compared to how many reps he had in pass pro. Once again, Bobby Evans coming in dead last among the offensive linemen for the Rams. 10.4% pressure percentage allowed. The next worst offensive lineman for the Rams, again, was no boom, 5.7%. That's almost half of what Evans allowed. Pretty bad in my opinion. That is enough of a reason for me to be concerned. Now, like I mentioned, it was a very small sample size. So 
you know, this isn't exactly something we can truly bet on or something like that, right? It's a very small sample size. You're going to want to take this with somewhat of a grain of salt. But when you look at the quality of play, it was not good. And at the end of the day, this is just a third round pick. And he was a left tackle at Oklahoma. So the transition to not only the right side of the offensive line, but right guard, we're not even talking about the right tackle position. It's got to be a big one. I mean, He's now not only learning a guard position, not a tackle position, but he's also flipping sides and doing everything completely opposite. So it's going to be a lot for him to try and transition to and to try and gain experience in and obviously try to put the best product on the field. But man, if you look at the numbers last year, not very promising. I'm definitely concerned in terms of what he can put on the field going into the season. Now, some things that he does have on his side He's going to be the starting right guard from day one, meaning, you know, he's going to be a lot more comfortable, I'm assuming. He's obviously going to have a lot more chemistry with the lineman to his left and to his right. That's obviously an important thing for offensive linemen. You need that gelling. And last year, he was kind of tossed into the fire when David Edwards missed that Green Bay Packers game, the NFC divisional playoff round. So, you know, there are some positives. He could also just be a player that's a little bit more developed this season. They do have a new offensive line coach in Kevin Carberry. Maybe his new schemes and techniques fit Evans' skill set a little bit better. But this is still the biggest question mark on this offensive line. I think it's still one of the reasons to worry about this offense. And outside of that, though, there isn't that many concerns for me when it comes to this offense. I think the offensive line is a little bit subpar maybe a little bit below average because there are some question marks. You have a new center left guard is maybe not the best player in terms of David Edwards and your tackles have been a little bit banged up the last few years. Can they stay healthy? But outside of that, you know, the right guard spot, obviously a big question mark. I don't think there are any questions about the skill positions, the running backs, the tight ends, the quarterbacks. I love all the talent there. I do think the offensive line should be okay But the right guard spot is definitely one to look at. If they ultimately do struggle at this spot, you know, it could hamper them a little bit in the running game, maybe in terms of the passing game with pressure being allowed up the gut there. But at the same time, you know, the Rams should have a way to try and game plan and try to help Bobby Evans as much as possible. I think they will. And at the end of the day, this is an offense that's still immensely talented, but it could be one of the reasons we look back in six months time or in 12 months time and talk about, you know, maybe they should have been a little bit more vigilant in trying to find a suitable and legitimate right guard starter at right guard, as opposed to sort of just handing that job to Bobby Evans. But we know the Rams like to do this. They like to draft for the future and try to groom those guys and develop those guys to take over starting spots eventually. And that's exactly what they're going to get here with Bobby Evans after drafting him in the third round, I believe it was in 2019. That is all for this episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys for making it through another episode here. I would love for you guys to come back and check in every episode for the rest of this week. We're going to continue our offseason coverage for the Rams here. And just a reminder, you can come connect with us on Twitter, at QBsMEP, and at Locked On Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.